Hello and welcome to another episode of Vancouver Know Your Neighbor. I am your host Pranav Tembornikar. Today I have with me Alexander Dotri. He is a member of Spartacus Books, which is located on Finlay Street near Trout Lake Community. The bookstore was formed in 1973 on the premise of establishing a place for people with different points of views and ideologies to work together. And now Alexander says it still stands strong because of the need to get valid information into people's hands. Apart from that, he talks about his experiences of growing up in times of huge movements and rallies in Vancouver. So just lay back and listen in. Hello Alexander, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. It is very nice to have you. Thank you. You have been a member of Spartacus Books since 1976. What interested you to join the club? Uh, the importance of getting information out to people that nobody could get a hold of otherwise. And that's what we that was our focus right from the beginning. We would get things that other people couldn't or wouldn't bother to get and we could get information out there that people needed to have. And what kind of information when you mean by information? Uh books covering history in terms of labor and feminism and race, books about organizing, philosophy books on on feminist theory and other philosophical theories, socialist theory to make people aware of what what had come before that they needed to know about and what was happening now that they needed to know about and what they could do about it and how to organize. There wasn't anything like that before Spartacus book came up. There was uh, one alternative bookstore in Vancouver, People's Co-op Books since the mm-hmm. 1940s, uh, which mm-hmm. is still which is still in existence, but it was pretty it was tradition it was quite traditional left-wing store and this was the time of the new left and the insurgent youth and we were looking for new ideas broader range of ideas and without rejecting uh the old but we were much more wide ranging than they were it took part of time of general social rebellion and uh, general desire to find, make a better society that sounds interesting actually and how was the how was the atmosphere in terms of people receiving this kind of a this kind of a place at that time it was quite enthusiastically because it started at Simon Fraser University by students there and mm-hmm. it, it attracted so much support and attention that they decided to open a bookstore in the city down by, by Woodwards on Hastings Street and mm-hmm. from the very beginning it had great public support which has continued for 40 odd years almost 50 years now through all kinds of things including the store burning down and uh, huge public support got us going again that is amazing that shows that shows the actual support and the need for a place like this and despite expectations that uh, the internet would kill, kill off book reading uh, we're doing better than ever in terms of distributing books people want a palpable book in their hand i guess we've also had to survive the escalating rents in vancouver which has killed a lot mm-hmm. of bookstores but uh, the fact we don't have any wages paid cuts our expenses significantly and that's certain that has been the main part probably of what's enabled us to succeed despite the escalating rents that's good how was the atmosphere like in the city back then when you were growing up or around the time when this bookstore was coming up in terms of people forming connections with each other like just a, a feeling of community and how different do you find it now compared to back then there was a general revolutionary uh, mindset among young people then who really expected mm-hmm. enormous social change was on its way 
way and a lot of breaking from old traditional social structures and family structures and um, much more willingness to speak out, rebel, take take direct action. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more of it apparent then because it was it was everywhere and mm. it still goes on now. Uh, mm-hmm. The interest is still there, but it's it's not as generally evident as it was there. It was ubiquitous then. Um, now we continue to get a steady stream of young people uh, wanting to volunteer and participate in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the interest is there, but there isn't the general mass movements that there were then. Mm-hmm. Being, in atmos- being in that general atmosphere enabled us to re- to get the whole project started, really. Nice. Were you part of any of the movements back then? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the biggest one in decade for decades was the annual was the peace movement and the annual peace marches that drew a hundred thousand people every year uh that people don't barely remember now but it was very big for many years the emerging uh, feminist movement the continuing labor struggles the a lot of support movements for uh, third world countries breaking free of colonialism um, mm-hmm. That was really big then. Um, just about every, uh, mm-hmm. I was involved to some degree in just about everything that was going on, but not, there was a lot of sectarian party groups too, who thought there was only one solution. Everyone had to, do, to agree on this one solution and everyone else was wrong. And I, I didn't want any part of that. And the bookstore mm-hmm. started in opposition to that because people from all the different points of view decided they would work together, even though other people considered them sworn enemies. But mm-hmm. They did work together and continue to work together to do, to, to do what is important, which is getting all these different kinds of information out there. Yes, that is actually true. Like It is important to recognize the diversity and to live in harmony despite all the different ideologies or, or, or the way of life each uh, individual lives. Yeah, as long as you're all generally on the same side. Yes. What are some of the values that you have carried with you growing up and how has those evolved or stayed with you during all these years? I was brought up in a very conservative uh, city of very conservative culture, um, a general value of human rights and uh, and and standing up for what's right and wrong. But the, otherwise, from my upbringing, the concrete ways it took form then do, did not continue. I was brought up anti-communist, anti-labor, uh, very much involved in the in the Protestant Church, mm-hmm. and I didn't start to break free of that and start to learn new things until I was in my late teens. So from then on. It was learning, learning, learning. And what led you to break through out of that? Like, what was the what was the point of a breakthrough? I was intensely uncomfortable with it, even when I didn't know why. I, I started to question why I'm supposed to believe things that I've been told to believe all my life. And just asking questions can take you far. Yes. Uh, I think. Yep. Yeah, I started asking questions, and it just led me on and on. And then I made it. I had to. It was such an all-inclusive, all-embracing, smothering culture that I I had to totally get away from it. I got on a freighter and left Canada for Europe on a freighter and then stayed mm-hmm. away for years. And that broke with all of, all of the parts of my upbringing that I did not mm-hmm. want to, to maintain. 
that was it. That's my personal story. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a very good point that you said. Like questions, questions led to like anyone who asks questions. It doesn't mean it have to be against what you've brought up. In some cases, yes, but like it can also lead you to you know delve delve more into either ways. Like if the questions had led you to to the answers that you already were brought up in, like in some ways, like for anyone, I think like asking questions is is important. Yeah. yeah. That could have led me back to my original life, mm-hmm. if that was the result of it. Yes, and I just believed it was uh, very. It was so important to to uh, enlighten other people about the things that, that that I had been enlightened about, thanks to the people who enlightened me. That's wonderful. Just uh, sharing your experience and the people working together in this uh, Spartacus Books project, they come from all kinds of backgrounds with all kinds of experiences and all kinds of focuses and interests. We're a very disparate group of people. So from all your interactions that you have, so you said like there's a diverse group of people and there there are also a lot of younger generation now involved with the bookstore as well. I would have expected uh, 30 years ago that... We would just become an aging group of people. But mm-hmm. the turnover has consistently been very young people constantly coming in. Um, very few old people involved now. Mm-hmm. And how how do you feel during the interactions that you have with the younger generation? What do you what do you think or feel about the generation with the conversations that you have? I I. I envy them to some extent, uh, having figured out in their mid-teens what took me a lot longer to figure out, uh, but also living in a culture now where the, all these varieties of information and the influences are available to them. They're not in a monoculture, a very narrow-minded monoculture, so they're luckier, but uh, mm-hmm. they certainly get, get it together far younger than I did. It is interesting that their culture is different from mine, Genera- just the general generational differences in culture. Mm-hmm. But the purposes nice. are the purposes are similar in terms of keeping the bookstore going and doing the job it's there to do. That that binds that binds all of you together. It isn't just a bookstore because we've always had one of the a premises that had a large available space for meetings and films and concerts and all that kind of thing. And when that was possible, we did that a lot. And mm-hmm. we will again when we can. So it isn't just the books, it's all other kinds mm-hmm. of other ways to reach out. And yeah, so that brings me to another question. Uh, so all these events, the events were being held even from back then, or is it something new? And No, we had the very first uh, space that was opened after they moved down from Simon Fraser in 1973, had an enormous meeting space, much bigger than the bookstore. Part mm-hmm. of it. And the focus really was on public meetings. And, and how, yeah, how different, how were the meetings back then and how, how is it now? Or what kind of events were back then or focus and, yeah. As I remember, it was public meetings, educational meetings, uh, concerts. Later on, it became as films as well. But there's always been book launches. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also brings everyone in the community at, at one place to know each other and to yeah. feel a sense of uh, belonging or like that, that connection is very important to create. A lot of groups use this. There's a lot of organizing going on. There always has been a lot of organizing on different issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, our, our premises are used by a lot of them for their meetings or their public events. Great. From your interactions through all of these events with the community and people visiting the bookstore what do you think this space means to the public 
I would be interested in reading a poll. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can. That's, I think it means a di- very different things to, to, to most people. To some people, it's it's the bookstore that where they can find. They can either go in and order books, or they can go in and find books that didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's just a bookstore. Um, for other people, it's primarily uh, a getting together space. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in polling a few hundred people about answer that question. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just maybe put a ballot box and okay. Yeah, I was after the store burned down in two thousand and four. I was quite astonished at the huge community support that came out to to get us reestablished. Um, there was a lot more community support there than than I realized, and it continues. Nice. That actually says that this space really meant something to the community as a whole, and they wanted this space again to, you know, flourish. Even now, yeah. we are getting increasing numbers of people who have become monthly donors, mm-hmm. um, increasing numbers of people who want to volunteer, more than we can handle right now. And one thing that, one way the community supported us after the fire was they started donating used books. We used to be just a, a new bookstore. Mm-hmm. But when we started up again with no funds, we started up as a used bookstore with donated books. So people in 2005 started donating books to us, and they still are. Almost every week, boxes of books come in donated to us. Great, constant, yeah. Constant community yeah. support. It's, it's great to hear that. It's impressive, actually. Yeah. And. In what ways reading has personally shaped your life? Ah, I've always read constantly. Um, it's kept me well informed <laughs> about many issues, uh, helped me to make decisions, helped me to understand what's going on and various and all the various things that are of interest to me. Um, literature has broadened my mind in a way that just uh, reading data doesn't because it gives you insight into people uh, and, and their motivations. Uh, it can often be a real revelation. Um, yes. Oh, it's shaped me in all the obvious ways that reading does. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Are there any books you would like to suggest our listeners today? For people who aren't uh, focused on history and theory and things like that, there's always radical science fiction, really mind-blowing, mind-expanding future options. And one of my favorite authors is Ursula Le Guin. Mm-hmm. Her books are pretty well our most popular books from our radical science fiction section. So there's my recommendation. Any any of the books by Ursula Le Guin. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And finally, what is it that binds you to the bookstore to still continue to work there over all these years? I guess I made a commitment and I just stuck to it. I find it so important to, when I see misinformation out there or, uh, or incomprehension in, in the mass media and so much crap being spread now on social media, uh, it just keeps reminding me how important it is to get valid information into people's hands. Um, it just continues to feel very important to me, and that's, it's very, it's very satisfying. It's very satisfying work. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Like to to put out the valid information, in, you know, with all this uh, misinformation flowing around very easily and quickly. That is a yeah. that is a great point. Thank you so much for being here today and talking with me and sharing your experiences it was lovely talking to you thank you thank you for tuning in do check out the spartacus books or any other local books near you enjoy and keep reading